0: (音楽) Hi, welcome to and Cinema. I'm Dennis. And I'm Bonnie. And we are here counting down the best picture winners from The Oscars from Worst to Best, and we are up to number seventeen. Yeah! Wow. So Bonnie, do you want to open the envelope and tell me? (laughs) Let me know what is number seventeen that we're talking about. Seventeen. I'm opening an envelope that says seventeen.
1: It says, (laughs) "It's." I'm so confused. It says both Moonlight and La La Land. (laughs) I've seen both
0: movies. Okay. So, well, what movie are we talking about? Well, we'll probably talk about both of them, but...
1: Yeah. We're here to talk
0: about Moonlight. Yes.
1: Who, who we're pretty sure won Best Picture. Yes. Although it was incredibly confusing. It was very confusing, mm-hmm. yeah. We, we so just re-watched the, yeah. We just rewatched watched the Oscars.
0: Yeah, so for those that don't know, this was the time that the wrong name was oh. announced for uh, Best Picture. Bonnie and Clyde passed their time. Um, well, we'll talk about why it happened. That's oh, okay. It's not really their fault, but, um... Wow. So, well, first of all, what is your history with, um, Moonlight?
1: Uh, I have seen that...
0: The Oscars thing. That's, okay, that's, that's all, my, all you know about That's the only thing that okay. I've known about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw it uh, when it came out, and then okay. I saw it a couple, of year, again, a couple of years ago, and okay. then I watched it again. Uh, this, this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, for... Your trivia question for mm-hmm. this week. Okay. Oops. Moonlight, as you know, has the same character or characters played by three different actors at different ages. Re- yes. What other movie that we podcasted about also has the same character played by three different actors? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Was it The Last Emperor? No. Oh. Oh. Actually, that might... I don't remember if there's. There there's were different
1: actors. Yeah,
0: okay, that might not be another one. That was not the one I was thinking about. Uh, yeah, I think there were at least. Okay. Uh, to be seen. I, I, you definitely saw him as a very young child and then as an adult. It's a movie where trivia is an important plot point. The quiz show? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it was that Indian movie. Uh, Slum
0: Dog Millionaire? Yeah, Wait, was
1: that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah older. All, all three
0: of the, the two brothers and Latika were, okay. all, they were young, middle, and adult. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I didn't get you that. Were pretty well on that trivia question. Did I? Yeah, because yeah. I came up with something you hadn't thought of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll verify that, but I think that that is the case. That there were at least three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gloria. Uh so let's look at the, the well there were other than the two no best picture nominees that everyone talks about now, there were actually nine total. Oh, okay. Yeah, so let's just look at the losers before we get into the Long Only Moonlight Kerfuffle. Okay. Uh so Arrival, Arrival. is a science fiction movie. This is about Amy. language, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting Amy, movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Amy Adams, uh, have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah. Amy Adams, Jeremy uh, General, General Runner star. Amy Adams is linguist, a linguist, a language expert, who's, there's a visitation from another planet, and uh, she is uh, hired to try to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. A very interesting movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Arrival's good. Uh, Denis Villeneuve directed it. Does Who? does the Dune movies. Denis oh. Villeneuve. Oh, Dunom. Yeah. Her? Him. Him. Yes. Uh, Fences was also a Best Picture nominee from this year. Oh,
1: I think I saw Fences also. Oh, wow. Okay, I like to see you.
0: everything Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. He's great. I want uh, him this in is, anything. I, uh, he, he directed it. I believe it's his directorial debut. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is based on an August Wilson play. Uh, he plays a, a sanitation worker, um, in, I think it's said in the past, if I remember correctly. He's mm-hmm. married to Viola Davis, and has a young, young adult son. And there's a, the parents disagree about his future path. And it's basically you know, you can. It's one of those movies where you can tell that it's based on a stage play because mm-hmm. it's very much like watching a play. But that's not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. very well acted. Also, Lion. No, don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie. Uh, st- uh, Doug Patel is in it, who we saw in Slumdog Millionaire. Here mm-hmm. he's all grown up and scruffy, but uh, it's about a little, uh, actually, oh, the little I've boy in... Adopted. Yeah.
1: I saw this. This was kind of a remarkable movie.
0: Yeah, it is. This little kid in India just mm-hmm. gets on a train, on a train right, mm-hmm. that... Was seemingly abandoned, but it ends up taking him to Mumbai, mm-hmm. this gigantic city where he doesn't, he doesn't even know the name of his town, he just becomes mm-hmm. lost in the city. Uh, so the first half... Kind based of, on a true story. Based right? on a true story, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first half of the movie is this kid in India, and then the second half is him as a young adult, played by Dev Patel, where he's trying to find his family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very remarkable movie. Yeah, it really is. Nicole Kidman plays his adoptive mother.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you've seen a few of these Yeah, I have.
1: Weird. Yeah. What's going on in 2016? Oh, a lot was going on. (laughs) (laughs) I was escaping reality
0: at that point or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Manchester by the Sea is a drama by uh, Kenneth Lonergan. This is a movie that's set, obviously, in the city's... Manchester by the Sea, which is in Massachusetts, not to be confused with the Manchester that's in New Hampshire. I don't think I uh, saw this, this is a fishing village, uh, fishing town. Uh, Casey Affleck plays this really broken man dealing with uh, grief and trauma, trying to put his life back together. It's kind of a spoiler to say what he was grieving for because that's kind of gradually revealed as the movie goes on but it's really devastating is it um a good movie i i thought it was very good yeah okay yeah very serious related to
1: ben affleck yeah
0: it's his little brother
1: oh okay yeah
0: yeah he's been in a lot of um movies with uh ben affleck okay goodwill hunting uh he's also in oceans 11 i think you saw that i did yeah he was one of the 11 okay just it. Hacksaw Ridge was also out this year. Okay. Uh, not really your cup of tea. Not really
1: my cup of tea. A
0: violent war movie. This is... World War I? Uh, World War I, I believe. Yes, World War I. That's, yeah. Yeah, it stars Andrew Garfield as a... He's a, a pacifist mm-hmm. um, because of his religious convictions uh, who becomes a medic. In World War, in the war, and that puts ends you up right becoming the center of everything. It does, and he ends up being uh, a hero. I believe it's based on a true story, I and mean, it's directed by Mel Gibson. Oh. So this is, it, it, it probably kind of had a comeback here briefly mm-hmm. in 2016. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Hollywood kind of wrote him off again. Uh, he's. Um, you know, I've said it before. I'm not a real big Mel Gibson fan, but was this, this before is... or after his uh, yeah, was crash? That, uh, the um, Malibu Crash? Yeah, the um, rant, the anti-Semitic rant. Yeah, this is after that. So okay, that's why it's kind of surprising that he got kind of because he got a Best Director nomination too. Um, wow, for okay. this, and then he kind of went back in the doghouse, but mm-hmm. he, he kind of seems to like being uh uh-huh. right cancel. Uh, that's Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. Also Hidden Figures, which oh, I think you saw that yeah. too. I love yeah. this movie. Yeah, so you saw a bunch of these. Wait,
1: so, she was in, wasn't she in Moonlight too? Yeah,
0: Janelle Bonnet. Oh, uh, okay. Her first movie actually was Moonlight, and she was I was in wondering this. what I knew her from. I'm, yeah.
1: I'm sure it was this.
0: Yeah, so this is the story of three uh, black women, I think mm-hmm. in the 60s, who are... A brilliant uh, NASA employees, and it's about their achievements that end up being kind of hidden, or they don't get credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Chanelle is one of them. Uh, Taraji B. Henson is uh, kind of the main one.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then Octavia Spencer, uh, who I think you know from The Help, yeah. and probably other movies, is, the, is uh, another. Um, Kevin Costner is also in it. Big hit, uh, a yeah. very kind of uplifting, uh, yep. feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Figures was a Best Picture nominee. Mm-hmm. And Hell or High Water. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? No. no. Uh, yeah, Hell or High Water is kind of a modern-day Western, or sort of modern-day. I think it takes place in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, it's in West Texas, and it's about a pair of brothers who go on a bank robbery spree. Uh, the connection to the financial crisis is that their motives are for to uh, steal from the bank chain uh, Texas okay. Midlands in the movie that uh, ripped off their home. Okay, their so family this is home
1: sort of like a. Uh... Revenge slash Robin Hood. Yeah,
0: kind of like Robin Hood, except, like, steal from the rich and give to the poor, with the caveat that the poor is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still. And uh, Jeff Bridges plays the lawman who, uh, I think a Texas marshal, who is uh, pursuing them. Okay. Uh, very good, you know, kind of modern Western. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we modern have La, La, Land. La, La Land. Yep. You've seen it, right? Yeah, musical. Yeah, musical, very colorful. These yeah, two, very colorful. Um, Emma Stone and uh, Ryan Gosling uh, star as these two attractive Los Angeles uh, dealing with their uh, ambitions toward fame and their attraction to one another and uh, sing and dance and talk about jazz.
1: Yeah. And this one had
0: so much buzz about it. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, this was a huge front-runner. Yeah. It was the movie You know, really won all the precursors that you'd expect yeah. it to win. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it came and up. It, and, it, and it won for a few minutes. It won for a few minutes. Yeah, it's, you could kind of tell, well, I got 14 nominations, which is tied for the best ever. Mm-hmm. It had won six of those, mm-hmm. which were very expected. Um, you can kind of see signs where... Because remember when we were watching the Oscars and you were saying, oh, look at... Um, I'll apply it on the Western Front. It's kind of winning early. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that shows... Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't think that shows weakness for everything, everywhere, all at once. Because yeah. one of the things you look for... Um, if you're an experienced Oscar's washer is that the the front runner is usually has those categories where it's a shoe in and then there's others where it's kind of on the bubble right so if it's like winning all like everything everywhere all at once was winning everything where it was kind of on the bubble it did lose a few early on but there are ones where it was like the achievement was that it was even nominated. It uh-huh. like got right. a like kind of best song nomination and stuff like yeah. that was kind okay. of out of the blue. And um, I think a few of the All Quiet on the Western Front wins were not in categories where it was even nominated. Okay. But then you saw with La, La Land, it was winning, but it was also everything where it was kind of on the bubble, maybe it'll win. Mm-hmm. It loses screenplay. It loses, I think, okay. costume design so okay. it, it looks kind of weak but uh-huh. it's like well what else is going to win and right. then it did win best director as expected and uh-huh. then it was called out as best picture uh-huh. and I remember like you get I, I remember watching it and then get news alerts La La Land wins best picture at the Oscars like already uh-huh. coming up and then a few minutes later yeah in, in kind of at the beginning of the third speech from the La, La Land. Oh, gosh, producers, it's yeah. the producers that they come out and say, no, a mistake has been made. What's interesting is that third producer come on, he already yeah. knew
1: that they hadn't won, but yeah. he still did. He started his speech. Right. And then he ended it by saying, "And so, oh, by the way, we <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: he's probably like... Could, you know, it's a confusing moment, you don't really, it is because nothing like this is But he's like, like, like he doesn't want to be happened. the
1: only one not thanking his family. Right. Yeah. Uh, everybody else had thanked their family, so he went and thanked whoever he was thanking. Yeah. And then, like, oh, by
0: the way, we lost. Yeah. So the way it works is Price Waterhouse does the um, vote tallying, mm-hmm. and there's tremendous um, secrecy safeguards. Like, even Academy producers and the show, producers don't know who wins. Uh You know, that's why the announcer even comes on and says, well, La La Land wins Best Picture, Mm -hmm. and this is, you know, gives the spiel, because, you know, she doesn't know, the producers don't know. Uh, But the Pricewaterhouse people know, and if, if the wrong name is called out, their job is to go out there and stop it. Uh huh. So there's one person on each side of the stage, depending on where the presenters come out, and they both have the envelopes. The guy from the side where Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty, and Faye Dunaway from Bonnie and Clyde were the presenters. Uh, the guy who hands them the envelope gives them the envelope for Best Actress, which was the immediately preceding. Immediately before. Before that, Emma Stone won
1: Best Actress for La La Land. And they didn't, he already had the envelope because the envelope, the other presenter came out the other side?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Right. And so he still had that envelope, but why he did still he still had that? Why didn't he get he rid it? He made a mistake. He screwed yeah.
0: up. So. Did he get fired or did he get fired? Uh, yeah, he probably did. Because <laughs> then he, he screws up again, but I will. Okay. So, he gives him the wrong envelope. So, you see Warren Beatty opens it. Mm -hmm. And, first of all, they're expecting the name to be La La Land. It's a huge favorite. Uh But he opens it and it says, Emma Stone, La La Land. Uh And then the category is kind of in small print at the bottom. it would say Best Actress. So, he's kind of just confused. And he wasn't wearing glasses. I don't remember seeing
1: I don't remember seeing him wear glasses. Does he wear glasses? I mean... In order yeah. to see small print, oh, right. they're yeah. older. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be much older to have problems Yeah, I that. mean, it's
0: probably confusing that Emma Stone's name was on there. Um, right, yeah. It would have the names of the producers. I mean, he probably knows that Emma Stone yeah. didn't produce the
1: movie. It was so interesting because his reaction, and of course he's an actor, you know, right. he's,
0: and he's elderly. Yes, and he, more than 37, he's, I think. Yeah. yeah. So he's in his 80s. Right.
1: And uh, but he doesn't look—he doesn't look confused when he opens it. He no. plays yeah. it off as he's kind of teasing with the right. audience. It's sort of the performer in him. Exactly, comes kind of teasing. Yeah, is mm-hmm. the performer in him comes out. So he definitely doesn't. You know, like most of us would—we'd we'd be like, you could see the panic in our. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ours like what well, I don't know what to do, but he doesn't play that off. It's almost yeah. like he—he he was confused, but but covered it with that. Right. And then Faye Dunaway doesn't have any confusion. She just takes it right. from him and, and just reads
0: the the, yeah. the movie. Because of, that's what she's expecting to see. And right. yeah, the, the producers, meanwhile, are trying to move the show along. So, yeah. you know, I don't doubt. I mean, I would expect that there are people, you know, yelling in their ears, hey, move on. Or uh, they may be saying, hey, Warren's freezing up. Can you... Yeah do this. Oh, you think that might be in her ear? Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I don't yeah. think that she's talked about it before. Yeah. you know, she, she could be thinking okay, he's having a senior moment, I better like cover for him mm-hmm. because they're friends yeah. and, and stuff. So, you know, she just sees the name she expects to see, which is right. La La Land, and she calls it out. Yeah, And then they come up, the Waterhouse people at that point are supposed to go out immediately. And stop it. The guy who gave him the wrong envelope calls the other price waterhouse person and says, I think there's a a mistake here. And the person on the other side opens up her best picture envelope and sees. Uh Uh-huh. He's told, Okay, you have to go out and stop it. But this guy's like an accountant. And like imagine you just made this big screw-up. You have to go on stage at the Academy Awards with people watching all over the world and go up there and tell the people who are thanking their loved ones and all the stars are around them. It's like he kind of got a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of froze for a while. Because at that point, he is the
1: authority. Yeah. But he's never, he's, he's never. I mean, you've got to think
0: how intimidating that would be. Yeah. he's, He's never had to exert any authority. Yeah, so eventually, like, I think while well, the second guy is, like, he kind of comes out and doesn't, like, take the mo- the microphone, he's probably talking to Beatty and Jimmy Kimmel, the host, first, and then eventually, like, the producers, uh, it, it is, like, the main producer for La La Land who does kind of announce it. Yeah. Or, well, the guy says, we lost, by the way. Yeah. And,
1: and what they should have done, I think, is do a uh, reset.
0: Start to show over from the beginning.
1: And no, what (laughs) they should have done is, first of all, they should have handled it better. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, no doubt. But they should have had, not had the La La Land people say which movie actually won. Just like in an ideal thing, if you're (laughs) going to do this, like it didn't win, go back down. We're going to announce the actual winner and then let Moonlight have their chance, even though it would be diminished. But I... That but was pathetically
0: diminished. That was diminished. That was so bad. I mean, I, mean I, I think if they did it that way, I think people would have known it was Moon. Well, well, I guess at that point you just never you could know.
1: you could at least you know there's like some drama. Yeah. And who are they going to call? But you you know as they were panning, so but many people in like the in the, exactly. in the audience, you could stunned. see they were stunned, and some yeah. of them were not stunned. They were like. You know, yeah. this is, Hollywood is just a racist culture. And, of course, it's going to, you know what I mean? It's tough, It's yeah. like, oh, of course, we're going to give it to the all-white cast mm-hmm. and let them get the glory. And then it's like, oh, yeah, by the
0: way. Yeah. It's, right, You know what exactly. I mean? It's so poorly done. Like, yeah, it was poorly done. It's I mean, it never should have happened in the first place. Yeah, It is interesting to think, like, you know, say instead of best actress being second to last, it was best actor, mm-hmm. which ended up being Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, <laughs> which was also Best Picture nominee, but it was, like, obviously not going to win. It was yeah. just not in the conversation. Right. But, like, I think that would actually be so much worse if, like, you called them out and uh. they're like wow, this is like a, we never thought in a million years we would have won. And at least, like, La La Land, it's like they're the huge favorites. It's almost like, you know, had they just announced Moonlight, Uh like the story would be, oh, La La Land tanked, right? It's this huge favorite, and they're, they're just rejected. Whereas this time, like, you know, they were, had a lot of sympathy, right because yeah. that is kind of humiliating to be kind of yeah. up there and well we
1: we were noting as we were watching it Jimmy Kimmel seemed yeah. not as concerned for the Moonlight cast oh, as yeah, I know. he was the La La Land you know he was like uh, oh it's so, you guys should
0: have gotten it too or, yeah Well, why don't we let you keep it yeah <laughs> like, uh, that, that like it, sums up privilege right. Right yeah
1: and then at the end when he's saying you hate to see people disappointed and it's well, like you're no. still only thinking about the La La Land cast,
0: right? Who'd been winning all season? Who'd been winning all season? And yeah. it um, would have been interesting because Emma was a front runner, but the next likeliest was uh, Natalie Portman, who played Jackie Kennedy and Jackie.
1: Okay.
0: So, like, if it were if she oh. had won, that'd be interesting, would they? Because that's not a Best Picture nominee, so. That would have been, that that been, been hilarious. That would have been
1: so awesome <laughs> yeah. if Faye Dunaway had just said,
0: Jackie! <laughs> and everybody's yeah, like... People would have figured it out right away. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Really fascinating. I just yeah. I love that. Oh, so crazy. Yeah. Uh, but to move on, uh, well, just to look at some of the other stuff from 2016, complete separation between the Best Picture nominees and the popular wow. movies were... Very much all franchise films. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars, uh, Rogue One was the top movie. Uh-huh. Uh, then Finding Dory, the um, sequel to Finding uh-huh. Nemo, uh, was up there. Uh, you know, the Marvel's uh, Captain America Civil War, you know, a live action remake, a couple of Disney um, animated movies with Zootopia and Moana. Hidden Figures actually did crack the top 15. Wow. Um, eventually, it was a it was a big hit. It was kind of a word-of-mouth hit. It's the, yeah. You know, $170 million. Wow. It was pretty good, so... So La La Land didn't even get... Yeah, I mean, it, it was probably not... uh uh-huh, too far now. Uh, it made over $100 million, so it's uh-huh. fine. And, yeah, Moonlight... Didn't make a whole, I mean, it made a huge profit because it was a very cheap movie to make. And I think it made about 36 million or something Mm off of like a $2 million budget or something. So, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing to sneeze at there. That is where we are uh, almost a half hour into this podcast. This old lady, I was running, hollering, cutting a fool boy. This old lady. She stopped she said, running around, catching about a boy light. The moonlight, black boys is blue. You blue. Uh, so Bonnie, what is moonlight about?
1: Oh, I just noticed that the picture of it, like mm-hmm. the movie poster,
0: yeah, shows
1: you all three characters. Yes. And I hadn't noticed that before. I thought they were just doing yeah,
0: all three actors. Right. All
1: three actors. Mm-hmm. I hadn't noticed that before. I thought they were doing. Uh, it was just different colors. No. Yeah. So that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, the it was job really they did. Fantastic on
0: graphic design. Um, yeah, different shades of blue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so this is a movie about a boy growing into a man, growing up in, like, this terrible section of Miami. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, of Miami. And it, it just follows him from his being bullied, you know, drugged up mother. But it's really kind of about... It, it's about yeah. this... Uh, it's hard to even yeah, say. Yeah, it's not it very dark. plot. Um, it's not plot yeah. heavy, but it really shows you how the, the things that happen to you in life uh, influence what you even think about yourself or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as a as an adult, how you how you how you define yourself and anyway, so yeah, I don't know
0: about coming of age. Or, yeah, you know, coming of like,
1: age, like, but it's yeah. different than well, most. Coming of age stories. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's what it, it's about. And it follows this young boy, Chiron, uh, Ch- Chiron who, um, yeah. And then there's, he's got a, a friend that is kind of with him all the way through. It shows them as young boys and mm-hmm. then as kind of young teenagers and then as adults. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. I mean, I think it speaks to a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what do you make of it?
1: Well, I think it's a really thoughtful movie. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't know, I mean, I would watch it again just yeah. to see what else I I pick up on. I, I did watch it on my own, like <laughs> but, yeah. suggest it, I suggested, and I do think that. Help.
0: So, yeah. I don't know, it's a, Is this kind of nomad landy? Yeah. It's, yeah a no, movie, it's a very different of, movie, but kind of in terms of yeah. the plot and yeah. imagery.
1: But it's a really thoughtful movie. Right. Anyway, everything that I, afterwards, I was like, wow, it's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, there was nothing, I enjoyed watching it, you yeah. know, all the way through. Mm-hmm. I, it, it kept me engaged and, and yeah. all of that. Right. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. I just kind of googled it after I watched it, and it was all about LGBT and gay and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, uh, I don't think that
0: way. captures." It doesn't. It that's just... one element of his yeah identity, but it's pretty... It's that's it's not the focus. It's no, not... it's not, and and yeah. it's
1: and it's it's really it's not even a. I didn't even see it as about that as much no, as, uh, you know, different experiences, you know, clouding him trying to figure out who, uh, under all these layers that he it's, puts
0: on who it's he about really identity, is. in fact, yeah, uh, right. uh, it gives... Titles for each of the three chapters, and they're all yeah. nicknames that he has, or right. or two nicknames and his real name kind of in the middle yeah. section. So it's the first section is Little, Yeah. second is Chiron and the yeah. third is Black. Right, right. The, the nick his nickname is, is yeah. Black that um, yeah. he's given by Kevin.
1: Yeah, and it's also and, a struggle for intimacy all the way through.
0: Oh, totally. With yeah. and you see that in with his his mother, and with Kevin, and with yeah. Juan, um, yep. Teresa, definitely. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. And acceptance. It, exactly. Yeah, it's a oh. great movie, I think, to watch again, because I just think every time I, s- I saw it again a couple years ago, it hit me a lot harder than the first time I saw it, uh-huh. which I still liked it the first time I saw it. And then this time, it just really kind of blew me away and just really affected me. I just it's it's so kind of unusual to get a movie that's so intensely focused on such an introverted character yeah. who's so withdrawn into himself and you're just kind of uh, you're kind of uh, gets us into his emotional perspective and and really kind of breaking through that layer to kind of make sense of who this guy is. And it's also, you know, the type of life that is like a statistic where mm-hmm. we kinda of talk about how all the inner cities and the single mother who's a drug addict and and this kid grows up in poverty and becomes a drug dealer and but I mean this really shows the humanity. Mm-hmm of these individuals, not to um, either um, condemn or justify mm-hmm. the decisions that he makes and the ways he goes, but just to understand the just human dignity that these people have. Mm-hmm. I just find it very moving. And it also kind of put in focus to me what I didn't like about Midnight Cowboy, Okay, which is a similar movie in that they're both about people on the lowest rungs rungs of society. Yeah, I
1: found that movie
0: distasteful. (laughs) Yeah, and and there are things, there there are elements of Midnight Cowboy. I mean, there are some images that have still stuck with me, like Uh these two guys on the back of the bus that only have each other. Yeah. You know, it should be very much affecting. Mm -hmm. What bothered me about that is it's so there's kind of a discordant between its um, harsh realism and these very stylistic flourishes. It's filled with these flashbacks that, and or dream sequences that are just very, very showy. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that didn't work and it just kind of buries the movie under all this technique. Whereas here, there are definitely stylistic flourishes in in terms of the... Shot making and the the use of sound, but it's so integrated or 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 non sound, right? Right. But it's so well integrated into its realism, because even the the gritty. This is how the streets are scenes, are very much designed, and they're like really very careful use of color. You know that doesn't detract from the realism. But there is something kind of um, ethereal about it, Mm -hmm. kind of ambient, Mm -hmm. so that when it does get more stylized, it feels like of a piece. Like the movie has integrity. There's Mm -hmm. definitely a a vision. It feels very personal. Mm -hmm. As and I just think that like every scene worked for me. Um, especially going back and watching it again and kind of knowing what Chiron's life is, I just found that very moving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I felt also like the movie was, it's like it would dare you to have a stereotype about a t- exactly. different type of person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then not really rank, yank the rug under you, but... but broaden your perspective without you you know it's like mm-hmm. you but it was like it was always daring you to do that and um uh, anyway it was uh and and everybody was you know there were all these nuanced characters you know his Very his nice. mother who was a uh, drug drug up you know she was on drugs yeah. and and not a good mom yeah. and was Prostituting herself for in for their for apartment books. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she, that also kind of showed her, you know, she's just a broken human being. Yeah. Kind of doing the best that she could. And when she mm-hmm. confronted Kevin? Uh, Juan. Yeah. hmm You know, Juan, who was, you know, kind of helping him. And, and you think the movie is going to go a certain way. But then you find out Juan's actually a drug dealer, You know, he's more stable in life only because he's made money off of people like, Mm -hmm. you know, this kid's mother and, and the, you know, consequences of actions. And, and then you just, you just watch, you know, this kid that so withdrawn into himself. But I think that's why I was, you know, that his search for intimacy, but he had, he had so few people he could trust and and mm-hmm. it's really the one person he achieved intimacy, which wasn't until the final scene yeah. where it was really mm-hmm. intimate. You know, because the right. one sort, sort yeah. of sexual encounter mm-hmm. was not an intimate thing as much as right. just at the and end. they were high. They were high, right. right. And, and it was clearly not about, you know, homosexual versus straight or what. It was, yeah. you know, it was just a thing that happened but then at the end, they show, you know, he's finally, I don't know. Yeah, and it's not even a, that
0: it's, you know, that he and Kevin are now like a, a couple. Exactly, they are, right. They're just two human beings that have yeah. a shared history, and they're just yeah. connecting with each other. Yeah. And then just, yeah, it's um, yeah, like, kind of a really... Um, really moving kind yeah. of final shot where it's not, yeah. there's nothing sexual about no, it. it's, it's not. just very intimate. Yeah, yeah. And just very comforting and, yeah. and then just then it, it kind of cuts back to one more um, clip of young Chiron in the moonlight looking back. Yeah. Kind of looking blue uh-huh. and then it's, it ends. Uh, it's such okay. a beautiful ending. Yeah.
1: So, it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Very I, I, different from the, you know, like, I like the, ta- of course, I always like the sort of based on a true story tell. Uh, yeah, like Hidden Figures. Hidden heading, Figures, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, that sort of movie will draw me in. But I thought this was really a powerful movie on the human condition and the, you know, we're yeah. not made to be alone and it messes I, people up when does. you, when you when you don't have, uh, you know, loving connections as a, mm-hmm. att- you know, I mean, they talk about that, attachment problems. Yeah. You know, anyway. And then it, you know, he ends up becoming a drug dealer himself, which right. is sort of like his only father figure yes. ever, who taught
0: him a lot of good things, but it was also... A bad, you, you yeah. Know, but- yeah, and, you know, Juan, you know, there's a point where it, it almost seems like Juan is impossibly good, right? When they're yeah. at the uh, yeah. table and he gives like the almost really a perfect response when he's talking about the other kids uh, calling him a, a right. slur. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, he says, hey, that's, you'll, yeah. you'll never be that slur. You, you yeah. might be gay. You, yeah. you don't have to decide that now. But yeah. it's just a great answer for yeah. something right. a kid can't understand. And then they ask him, do you deal drugs? Yeah. And like, it's so turned around on Juan. Yeah. And then, like, do you sell them to my mom? Or does my mom use them? And you can just see Juan's shame. Yeah. That that's. Yeah, I, I, I was really taken by the character introductions here, where the, we first see Juan, right? Kind of, we're introduced to the world, which is just this impoverished neighborhood that is um, just infused with drugs. You see a drug dealer, and then Juan drives up in a car that's kind of out of place, Mm -hmm. a lot nicer than what his surroundings are. And you have this very smooth camera work, very steady and kind of enveloping Juan, um, kind of moving around as he's talking Mm -hmm. to his drug dealer. And then you see chiron being chased by the other boys mm-hmm. in the neighborhood so right away we're introduced to the world itself and then you see the top of the hierarchy in one mm-hmm. and the very bottom which yeah. is this kid wow. who ends up taking shelter in an opium den this abandoned boarded up place and like one's introduction to chiron is is um you know really almost literally bringing light to him because he's the kid is kind of cowering in this dark abandoned opium den or, or drug den and with boarded up windows and Juan takes off the boards and like kind of pours in and you just see their connection. It's really very, very powerful how those two kind of come together. And then the other character introductions are much more complicated with the the mother who seems to descend as the movie progresses because at first she seems to be coming back from a, a job. Right. You know, she's concerned when she sees him, but mm-hmm. also not as much as you would think a mother would be if you're like if one of your sons didn't come home for a night. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> <like>, police involved <laughs> yeah well yeah she's definitely not going to call the police but uh-huh. it's like it's almost like somebody who's not equipped for parenthood is like yeah. trying to be a yeah. a good mother and, and she's kind of wearing a badge from whatever she works wherever she's working mm. and then by the middle section of the movie she's definitely not working yeah. and they're in a different worse even worse place um, kind of like a project's Uh and stealing money from him and then our introduction to kevin is kind of on this playground or on the field and he's like he says you know chiron you gotta show them that you're not soft and chiron says but i'm not soft Mm -hmm. and he goes well that doesn't matter it matters what they think you are And so you have, like, this these two influences on him. Yeah. Kind of you have one who's very self-possessed, you know, find out who you are and be that person, Mm -hmm. whereas Kevin is much more be focused on who everyone else thinks you are and portray that version of yourself that you want. So it's almost like put up the right kind of facade. Which is so weird because it's actually
1: flipped of mm-hmm. who they become as adults. Yeah. Kevin and
0: Juan. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you do see that kind of that tendency with Kevin where in the middle section, he's yeah. definitely presenting a view of himself right. as this ladies' man. Uh-huh. You know, that's... It's uh-huh. very much externalized. Uh-huh. And when we see him again, he's certainly matured and grown up into an adult. He is kind of still... He starts with his story. This is who I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that any of that's false, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's inventing or he's um, performing who, who, who I am as Kevin. I've, mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I've made some mistakes, and but you know, we're, I'm good with the mother of my child, and I'm, I'm. I'm a cook, and I don't make a lot of money, but I make mm-hmm. enough, and and yeah. you know. Not to say that any of that, I I don't think he's lying, Uh but his thing is that outward persona. Yeah. Yeah, and and then, you know, Chiron is just kind of like in between the two of them. Mm -hmm. You know, he does seem to be more influenced by Juan, Mm -hmm. but he does seem to be kind of pretending or like Mm -hmm. kind of turning himself into Juan. Mm-hmm. You know, they yes. both have that little crown on the dashboard right. of their car. They are
1: a similar type of car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but then we also see, I thought it was, you know, and then, of course, spoiler alert, um, people should watch the movie before Right. <laughs> um, moving on with this. But, you know, it was so interesting how they just didn't deal with the death of Juan.
0: That was so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: just you get to the next thing, and then... Mm-hmm. It just kind of becomes revealed. You're wondering mm-hmm. where Juan is. We mm-hmm. see Teresa. It kind not, of talks about him in the past tense, but right? We don't We're know. like, not is he at where? You or know, did they break just, up do, up and, Yeah, right. we don't know. But then we find out that he's had a funeral, right? right. So they he's clearly died, but
0: right. um, we never find out. We never how. find
1: out, but it is assumed that right. You know his part of his which trade is the ending that you know Chiron by the towards the end of the movie seems to be on this trajectory which we already know how it ends it's you know you just descend into this until that it's it's really kind of hopeful at the end that Mm -hmm. intimacy is like maybe he can alter his Mm -hmm. inevitable path towards an early death right an early pointless death yeah
0: yeah. Anyway, right. yeah. Well, so I love the swimming lesson. Yeah. It's so beautifully shot. It's uh-huh. almost like because oh, the yeah. the kid has his feet on the ground at some point, so they can't be too far out. But it's kind of shot at water level, so it almost looks like they're out in the middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. and the water's kind of lapping up against the camera. And mm. it's just it's it has it's it's so kind of. Uh, magical and just like one of you could tell it's like one of the warmest memories and it kind of presents Mm -hmm. swimming as like you know this kid is floating on the water for the first time it's like he's he's learning a superpower Mm -hmm. right yeah you know it's it's just so so magical i just i just really got so much out of almost every scene Mm was just really thoughtfully put together I really got a lot out of it, so I was, yeah, yeah. I remember at the time I was, I was rooting for La La Land, which I still, I I liked that movie quite a bit, Um, Mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I definitely think this is a much, much uh, stronger achievement. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So did this outperform your expectations as far as where it ranks?
0: Yeah, I had it um at twenty six. Okay. For my which is very good yeah. ranking, but I would definitely have it higher. Um, I think I think 17s a good spot. I think I might even have it higher now. Uh-huh. Um I mean I No Country for Old Men is one of my favorite movies, but I, I kinda of put it up close to that. Uh-huh. I was very very, very pleased with that. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, this is definitely
0: a movie I would have yeah, never no. watched <laughs> exactly yeah but I, I I like that you got something out of it I, d- yeah. I do find that casuals don't like the movie at all yeah and I am a casual yeah or you were at one point <laughs> yeah well uh, but I also
1: yeah. teach Christian anthropology so I'm but yeah there's interesting I, things yeah, too.
0: yeah
1: it it's very anthropological so like those are things that strike me in this movie I mean, I miss, you know, when you describe the, sort of the, the scene with the lapping of the oh, waves yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I appreciate that more, or the, right. you know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't catch on to any of the, you know, the way the camera moves and smooth shots, and yeah. that's all lost to me, but. I've also seen that four times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like the exploration of the, you know, just humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't yeah, like it, 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 really Moonlight Cowboy. Is that what it's no, called? No, yeah. Midnight Cowboy. Cowboy.
0: Yeah, a lot of how Midnight. I feel about Moonlight is how I I see people who love Midnight Cowboy describe it. I just don't see that movie uh-huh. in there. I think that there's a kernel of it. That I think there is something sympathetic about those two characters. I just think it's buried behind uh, 60s technique and trends and... Also, stuff.
1: too much of it is just kind of in your face. The thing that I like yeah. about Moonlight is that it doesn't shove anything no. at you. It right. just kind of, it, it treats you as more of an intelligent watcher.
0: Exactly. Well, you know, it's a movie that, it deals with racism, but it, there's no, like, racist character for you to hate. Right. When it has LGBT issues. There's no homophobe or like right. a, a preacher yeah, yeah. telling him he's going to hell or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And the, when it deals with poverty, right. there's not like a, an Ebenezer Scrooge or like a right. giant corporation that's trying to do right. this. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't point fingers or wag right. fingers. Just showing the on the ground the human beings that are yeah. dealing with these things yeah. that are, It's there are definitely causes and yeah. systemic things, but it's in a way it's, to a Shylon that doesn't really matter. It's, yeah. it's the, the human life that I have and how mm-hmm. do I. And, and do it's this. the, you know, your, how you
1: identify your, you know, that's not mm-hmm. your identity. Your sexuality is not your identity in this movie. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean doesn't... your identity
0: is very complicated. It's exactly. A... Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it doesn't dumb it down to like, oh, I figured out I'm this, therefore I'm gonna act in this certain way that you know, that can often be stereotypically you know, yeah. and it kinda I mean, pushes against uh, I mean
0: I don't think the movie even it's not clear that he is gay. Right. Right. He might, he might like Juan yeah. says Right. You know Right. Yeah, you'll you'll know when when you need to know, um, yeah. I mean, he does say that the experience he had with Kevin is his only his only experience. Yeah, uh, yeah his yeah. only experience. I think with anybody, he right? Says. Yeah, right. right. But yeah, was
1: really. Yeah, you know, he must tall. be thirty at that
0: point, right? I mean, they're uh, not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he had gone to prison, and then he said he kind of worked his way up the, yeah. the drug. Right, and just right.
1: like looking at them, they don't. They're not. They don't look mid twenties anymore. So they're, you know, so it's not like he's... Yeah, and Kevin had gone to jail too. Right, and And it's not like he's fully, you know, like nowadays it's like you're either immersed in one subculture or another and then they they just kind of shatter
0: all those. Yeah. It's like it's not about that. Right. Good movie. I really um, hate running limericks about movies like this because it's so personal. Yeah, Yeah, this one. And uh, limericks are so jaunty, but you know. I did it for whatever it's worth. Yeah, this... um, Out of a sense of obligation. I
1: I feel like... um, ChatGPT had a tough time with this one. Yeah. So let me read the ChatGPT's. In Miami's moonlit embrace, Chiron's journey, a delicate grace, From youth to manhood's plight, Moonlight's Tender Light, a limerick for a poignant case. Uh, I, don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm pronouncing <laughs> that right, Chiron? Chiron. Yeah, Chiron. There once was a young boy named Chiron who spent much of his life all alone. At school he's rejected, at home he's neglected. Someday he may come into his own. Oh, that's mm-hmm. lovely. Oh thanks. Ah, yeah. yeah I, I you again. That one was not even close. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, feel... it's a hard movie. To yeah. Talk
0: about, um, you know, I, I mean, I guess Unforgiven is uh, has dark subject matter, but it's much more, you know, like a yeah remote story, not as yeah. personal. Okay, but we've I like had Unforgiven too. kind of. Um... Yeah, like Twelve Years a Slave is hard to write a lyric about.
1: Yeah. We've had a few movies in a row of kind of heavy matter. Yeah. So we're due for a lighthearted. Yeah. The best years of our lives, assuming that that's lighthearted. <laughs> Is that not lighthearted? Uh, I don't know. You, well,
0: we'll see. The look that you gave uh, me. At, a, at every rate. Um, any rate, any haul would be lighthearted. Okay. It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, but at any rate, Moonlight won, or no, Moonlight was nominated for eight Oscars. Okay. Um, tied with a rival for second, well behind uh, La La Land's fourteen. Oh, really? So, yeah. the other ones were less than eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's uh, a good showing. Yeah. So two two acting nominations. Can you okay. Um, uh was one? Yes, Mahersha not... Ali. Okay. Well, one best supporting actor. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. Did you recognize him from House of Cards? No, House of Cards. Oh, yeah, it's in House of Cards. He was oh. like a what was he like that? An age, I recognized he a, him. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah, he was he like was, a he was that rich. Was he the rich? Um, he cons- had a relationship with yes, the white, yes, yes, yes. white woman. I don't,
0: yeah. it's been a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a fairly substantial think- all
1: yeah, he ended up working as a wealthy consultant or something yeah. like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay, yes. I did recognize him. I didn't know what yeah. it was from. House of Cards, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and then another one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Adult Sharon? No, it was. Um, one of them, uh, I Na- Naomi Harris was nominated for playing his mother. Oh, For okay. Best Supporting yeah. Actress. She was great. Yeah, she was terrific. Uh, she ended up losing to Viola Davis for offenses. Okay. Uh, who was also terrific. Yeah. Um, and then, as I said earlier, uh, Casey Affleck and Emma Stone won the leading categories. Yeah. So uh, the Moonlight only won for best picture, the supporting actor, and screenplay. Okay. Adapted screenplay. Uh, score was so beautiful, but uh, lost wonder what beat up for cinematography too. That was great. Or film editing. The editing. I wonder those were all I mean original score is tough when you're going up against an original musical. Yeah. But um, it was a really beautiful score. Yeah. Um, so anyways let's can let's do the name that tune. Oh gosh with the best song winner from twenty sixteen. Can you name this tune?
1: City of Stars, are you shining just for me? Yeah.
0: City of Stars, there's so much that I can't see. <laughs> okay. yeah.
1: There's city and stars.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is so that LA? A, I just pulled up an uh, oh, image search for city. Oh, that is okay. not LA. Yeah, oh, they're City water. with a River. Yeah. I have no idea what city that is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but that one best song and the uh, lost best picture. Yes, it did. Uh, so this is, we're down to one movie from the 2010s. Okay. We're almost done with the decades. We know their final. Order so just to review this last most recent complete decade um, on our best picture countdown uh, bringing up the rear at number eighty was Green Book okay from twenty eighteen Shape of Water um, came in at number seventy three yeah. from twenty seventeen never saw that yeah very uh, i kind of got close to where you would have to watch it but yeah you didn't <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. we did see the King's Speech. Yeah. Came out at number sixty two. I like that one a little better than yours. Yeah, we have a slight disagreement on it. But it's uh yeah, from twenty ten. And then a couple weeks after that we talked about Argo from twenty twelve. Oh yeah. Some came way. out at number sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we both kinda liked it. Yeah. It's pretty good. And then uh, shortly after that Lindsay joined us to talk about Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance from 2014. Yep. That finished number 56. We did that one with Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And then a couple weeks after that, uh, we talked about the artist. Oh, yeah. 2011. Another one you liked better than I did. Yeah. Um, but I kind of felt like you did after my first viewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is kind of an interesting how it executes its concept. And so we're up After we're just kind of.
1: Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six.
0: Um, after The Artist, we didn't talk about the 2010s for a long time. Not until we get to number 33. Spotlight, great Spotlight movie. From 2015, wow. really good movie. Mm-hmm. Again, Lindsay joined us. Oh, yeah. And then um, a few weeks after that, we talked about uh, 12 Years a Slave from 2013. Another great movie from. uh, So Lindsay's been on with us for three
1: times. Yes. Because she also did
0: Gladiator. Gladiator, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, so that's really good movie. That's it's it's the Bronze Medal for the decade. Okay. And then um, we just talked about, of course, Moonlight here at number seventeen. Okay. Twenty sixteen, and then the last thing left the oh, best Parasite. the best best picture winner of the decade Yeah, is Parasite from twenty nineteen. I think it might be by next. far the um, by far the most recent movie on yeah. the list. Um, yeah. I think the second most recent movie left at Schindler's list. Uh so I'm as as we do, I'm going to guess Parasite's final position. Okay. And then you tell you guess, above or b- below? below. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I I'm optimistic. I know that the movie is very much beloved. They're also I, I do think I may have weighted the AFI both lists too high, which it wouldn't be eligible for. But I'm gonna be optimistic and say it's gonna come in at number ten. Wow. i will make the top ten. Okay. And. You're—I mean, you—you you don't know parasite from a hole in the wall, but nope. you think it will do better than that or worse than that? I think it'll do worse than that. Okay, that's what I thought you'd say, but we'll see. <laughs> so, um, I think the science of the Lambs is coming up next. That was my guess. Okay, your we'll guess. see. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it's I get to choose one more. Tough, you do. Yeah. So, what do you think is coming up next?
1: Well, I can't see the list now. Yeah. Oh. I think it's gonna be so. I've got Parasite, The Best Years of Our mm-hmm. Lives, Schindler's List, and Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And I'm gonna add. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay, because I gotta pick yeah. something. You gotta pick something. Nineteen seventy five. Yeah. Right here. All right, it's gonna be one of those.
0: Yeah, it's and not a crazy Do you think it's going to
1: be no, science, I am? Yeah. All right, now we get to see what's coming up next. Oh,
0: The bridge on the River Kwai.
1: Whoa, that was not on either okay. one of our lists. Okay. It was on my list
0: before I turned them in. Yeah. I don't get credit for it. You don't. Because I turned it down... But yeah, the Bridge on the River choir from nineteen fifty seven. Okay. And they're still. This is One of three doo-doo- movies doo-doo- from the fifties
1: that's <laughs> still <inaudible> still left. <speaking> is that yeah. one from that one?
0: Yep. Yeah. It was done in that movie. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is another heavy matter movie, though.
0: Oh, you like it? It's kind of an adventure too. It's, it's a prisoner of war movie. Yeah, but it, there's a mission, and the, you've seen it, right? I have seen it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they gotta
1: blow up a bridge or save a bridge. Well, there is a bridge
0: on the River Kwai, <laughs> and yeah. Alec. It's and... been
1: a long time since I've seen it. It's probably been about oh, ten or fifteen years.
0: Okay, well, well, enjoy. We'll be back okay. next week with the the bridge on the River Kwai with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>